and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Irina Creek, who grew up in Eastern Europe and was introduced to Jesus through a simple gift and an object lesson when she was a 10-year-old in an orphanage. Through her story, we'll discuss some incredible discipleship opportunities for your own family. So I highly encourage you to grab your kiddos and listen to Arena's story together today. I really believe your children will find it interesting to hear and exciting to know that they can have the same impact on children today. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited to be able to have the third in our series of conversations with Operation Christmas Child today. And we're going to be talking to Irina Creek, who was a shoebox recipient, who has had the opportunity to participate in the ministry of Operation Christmas Child, and who has an incredible story to tell you. But I wanted to make sure that everyone was aware of why we're in this series of conversations. First of all, David and I believe so strongly in the ministry of Operation Christmas Child and what they are doing both here and abroad. And if you missed the episode with Hannah a couple of days ago, make sure that you check that out because we talked about some great discipleship resources that are available right here for your family. But also, we all know that they are ministering to children all over the world. And this is something that we absolutely wanted our family and yours to take part of. So this month, we are doing a huge shoebox drive for Teach Them Diligently Family. So make sure that you check below for the link to get all kinds of information about how your family can participate in that. But in the meantime, I want you to grab your kiddos and let's listen as Irina tells us her story of how Operation Christmas Child impacted her as a child and what difference that made has made in her life moving forward. So Irina, welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. Hi, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this great podcast. I'm super excited about sharing what God did through Operation Christmas Child in my life. Well, that is that is just awesome. Now, I have actually gotten to watch a short little video about your story, and I'm so intrigued and so excited to to hear more. So can you give us just a little bit of, actually, before we start with your Operation Christmas Child story, why don't you tell us where you are today in your life? You know, who's how about your family? Um, I know you're a mom, so all of my listeners love to, to hear a little bit of biography before we dive in. So where are you now, Irina? Well, actually, I live in Boone, North Carolina, which is the town where Operation Christmas Child and Samaritan's Purse is headquartered. And I am a stay-home mom. I take care of my three-year-old little boy. And uh, maybe we'll have some more children on the way because this morning, Peter announced that he has been praying and asking Jesus for four more children. Oh, there you go. You've been to teach them diligently events very, very well when you get those extra four, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but my husband teaches at App State, Appalachian State University here in town. And we just love living here in Boone. And every now and then I get to 
be a part of Operation Christmas Child events such as this one, promoting this great ministry with other uh, Christian ministries. Well, that is so exciting. Now, I know that you personally have been impacted by Operation Christmas Child and by the ministry of of this great organization. Can you tell us your story? Because I, 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 it's so fascinating to hear the firsthand accounts of just how God works through these simple gifts. Oh, absolutely. I would love to share that. And I agree with you. It does make a difference to know uh, that this ministry is actually actively doing what it says it is doing. It was a complete surprise to me when uh, the shoeboxes entered my orphanage. At the time, I was 10 years old, and this was a, a regular school day, actually, at our orphanage. And we were told that the rest of the classes for the day are canceled because there is some sort of a special event. And I remember just being so excited because that really happened very rarely or really Mm -hmm. never. And I ran to the gym and I was so excited to see this huge pile of boxes that were colorful and wrapped in Christmas paper. And we were told that today, each and every child is going to receive a gift. I was really amazed because we've never received a shipment like that before. And in our orphanage, we had around 130 children from the ages of six to 16 years old. And so can you imagine the sight of 130 shoeboxes? It was such a delight. Yeah, we just could not believe our eyes. That is so, so cool. So so they called you all together. You see these gifts. I know your eyes had to just kind of pop out of your head when you did. But what happened after that? Well, they gave us the shoeboxes, and I was delighted to find some of the items that I've never seen before. One of my favorite things that I got in my shoebox was actually a pencil sharpener. but I didn't know what it was. I just uh, liked the shape of it. It was in a shape of a little dinosaur, but part of me was a bit bothered that there was a hole in my toy. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the teachers had to explain to me that you put a pencil in that and, and turn it and it sharpens the pencil. And so I was just absolutely amazed at how clever this toy was, that it could actually sharpen my pencils. Until that point, I used a razor blade or a knife to sharpen my Uh pencils. And Mm -hmm. we don't recommend this, but that was just all we had. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, also what I really liked were some hair clips and a little notebook that I still have to this day. It uh, has all my little friends' signatures and drawings in it. And so it's very precious because it's the only notebook that I've ever had my whole childhood that I could use for whatever I wanted. And I did not have to leave that in my classroom like the rest of the notebooks that the orphanage provided. So it was just really exciting to explore some of those items that were just so exciting to us. But the greatest gift of all was the message that was shared with us that day. And that is what I still have today is that most precious gift of all Mm. is my relationship with Jesus. And the way they share that message was so powerful. They said, God is like a father who sent his son from heaven to earth to show us the way back to the father who is in heaven. And he is inviting all of us to be a part of his family. 
Well, I thought about that and I processed that and I realized what that means is that God is the God of adoption. Hmm. And being adopted was something I have dreamed about for many, many years while I was living in the orphanage. Because I saw families that were outside of the orphanage, you know, they were walking with their mom and dad. And I just saw that sweet connection that they had. And I just dreamed of having something like that. And finally, I knew who to talk to about this dream of adoption. So I went and decided to pray for the first time to the God who is so loving and kind. And I asked him to allow me to be adopted in his royal family that he's inviting me to be a part of. And if he could provide me with a Christian family here on earth, that I would be so grateful. And I would love to share that message with others. So just two years later, my sister and I were both adopted to a family in South Carolina. And that's why I am here in the States today. Well, that is amazing. And honestly, you know, as you were noting that and the fact that they used the imagery of God as your father in an orphanage of all places where your your earthly father was not there. He you you weren't you didn't like most of our children have such a great relationship with their earthly fathers. Most of of the people listening in, this is this is something very foreign to us. But just imagine if you did not have that relationship and all of a sudden someone told you that the God of the universe wanted to be your father, he was your father and he was willing to adopt you. That is, that is amazing. And such a powerful illustration in that context, it should be in every context, but in that context, especially, it just seems like, wow, just an incredibly powerful, powerful illustration. So, so after that day's message, what happened with the the team from Operation Christmas Child after that? I mean, were you discipled? Were you taught more? Um, you know, what what kind of happened after all of that? Well, back in 2000, which is when I received my shoebox, uh, Operation Christmas Child was not quite as advanced as it is today with all of the discipleship and uh, all of the materials that they provide today. So it was just a one-day event for us. And God just did the rest of the work. He Mm. just put in my heart that faith. And as I think back on that day, I realized what happened was, was like the Bible says, it is the truth that will set us free. So I heard truth. It resonated with me. And I believed and I placed my faith in that truth that God is the God of adoption. And I literally waited on the day that I would be adopted because I believed with all my heart it was going to happen. And I can't really explain it. And if you're a believer, you know what this is like. (laughs) It's just faith that goes beyond your circumstance. Mm. And uh, when that day came, I I just knew that this is just God being the faithful God that I had learned that he is. And that's how my Christian journey began. And later on in my life, I heard from a friend who said she was packing some shoeboxes and she was shopping online and going to the stores and and was buying lots and lots of items for children. And I said, well, tell me more about that. 
And she told me about Operation Christmas Child. And I realized that was the same ministry that I was blessed through when I was a little girl. So I was so excited to take part in that. And I've been packing those shoeboxes ever since. And so it's such an honor for me to meet volunteers and families on this side of the ministry who make it possible. So a lot of times people say they're so glad to hear from a shoebox recipient. Well, for me, it's the opposite. I am so glad to hear from people like you who continue Mm. to pack these shoeboxes and make it possible for children around the world to hear the life-changing message that I heard as a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, And honestly, for all of those of you that are listening, if you have packed a shoebox before, you are packing one now, why don't you send us a note and let us know about your experience and we'll pass that on to Operation Christmas Child so they can pass it on to those that have received. Because just think of what an encouragement that is to know that this ministry is going forward through families even today. So that's Again, I just love talking to those of you who are on the other side of this because you you think in such a different way than we do. It's it's exciting to see the other perspective. So very, very cool. I I wanted to ask you to go back a little bit further, though, because as as I was watching your story, there was an element of it that was very, very disappointing. Actually, a huge part of your of your early story was very, very disappointing where you ended up in an orphanage, which is is a terrible thing in, in the first place. But then that orphanage wasn't the greatest place to be either. But what really struck me was the providence of God in your life, even from such an early age, taking those disappointments, those really hard, hard things, and orchestrating them to put you in the place where that ministry would reach you. Can you tell our families a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, My family uh, lived in a small village, and they were farmers, but we didn't have a lot of money. We were actually very, very poor. I remember in particular, in the winter, one year, we were so desperate. We had no food, and my mom came home one day with just a single onion, and that seemed to me like a, a fantastic meal because I thought the the onion had so many layers. So I was excited about sharing that with the entire family. But that just goes to show you how desperate we were in those days. But what happened next was that my dad, because of some of the decisions he's made, he ended up going to prison, which left my mom at home to take care of me and my sister. And my mom went to take care of some errands one day, and she said she'll be back. She left me and my sister at home on her own because she could not afford a babysitter. Well, she never came back. And Mm. actually to this very day, I don't know what happened to her, but God who is all knowing, Hmm. uh, he he had a plan for me. He, he knew where we were and, uh, he sustained us in those days. And by God's grace, we, we made through those days and went to an orphanage. I was really excited actually about going to this orphanage, but unfortunately it was not an exciting place to live Mm. because there was some abuse there, physical and verbal, especially the verbal that uh, bothered me the most because they would just, they would talk to us in a very mean and negative way. 
And sometimes they would beat us. Uh, like, for example, I went to the bathroom without permission at one time, and the caretaker took some wood that was meant to be for the fireplace, uh, you know, the wood logs. And so oh, she wow. began to beat me with that on my legs. And you can just imagine how sad that moment was for me. Or at times they would grab me by my hair, throwing me against the wall and just things that were meant for us to feel insecure, to feel afraid. I guess mm. that is supposed to make us submit to them. But what happened was that we became very angry children and we were scared children and it was not a good beginning for us. So I was beginning to have some strong negative feelings against them and against other children. It was just a very, very hard place to be. And I know some of the children cannot relate to what I'm talking about, but I am sharing these details with you so that you could understand why. We are sending these shoeboxes so you could understand where some of these children are coming from yeah. and the reason that the gospel message was so redemptive for me, mm. because when I heard that God is the God of adoption, he is also the God of forgiveness. And I learned some things about how to move on in life. God taught me to forgive all of those people, to forgive my parents who abandoned me. And to forgive the caregivers who did not care for us the way they should have. And so God has a lot of precious gifts to us that this world actually cannot provide. Hmm. Uh, I don't know where I would be today if I did not learn to forgive or to let go. I, I don't know where I would be today. It is only by the grace of God that he redeemed my past and wrote a brand new story for me. And uh, my son, Peter, now lives in a very peaceful home. And some of the uh, negative family things that went on from generation to generation in my family, hmm. that has been broken. And we are now starting a brand new family tree of believers. And wow. we are believing God from generation, from this generation on to the next and to the next. God will bless us. In, in the way of believers. Well, amen. That is, again, it's just so good to see through somebody else's eyes. It's so good to be reminded of the blessings that we have, but also to be reminded that not everybody grows up the way that we do. And to have an empathy and a desire to reach and minister to those boys and girls, those you know, young men and women who who need to know God's love in a way that they've never seen before, uh, and I just love the way that all of our conversations in this series have pointed right back to that, showing God's love to people who have never known it before. Amen. Well, Irina, can you tell us a little bit more about? How our families, as we're kind of tying all of this down, how can our families, the boys and girls and the moms and dads who are listening in right now, what can they do to get involved in the ministry of Operation Christmas Child? Well, the first thing I would suggest is to be excited. Mm -hmm. uh, I, to me, that is the greatest thing is to be excited about the ministry and then the fruit of that excitement will, will just begin to grow. Uh, there are lots of ways you can get involved. 
Uh, obviously, you can go shopping and, and get your boxes packed. Also, you can go pack a virtual shoebox, and that is a great resource as well. You can also go to Operation Christmas Child website, which is uh, samaritanspurse.org slash OCC. You can watch some more stories of shoebox recipients or watch videos of the distributions to get yourself more excited. And you can also donate towards some of those uh, materials that the children will receive to learn more about Jesus. Uh, but the most important thing of all, I would say, is to keep this ministry in prayer. Mm. Uh, actually, as you go shopping, pray, Lord, what items would you have me purchase today for these shoeboxes? Continue to pray throughout the process. As you're packing shoeboxes, pray for the child, pray for the family, pray for that nation that is going into, because prayer is the key. And I imagine the shoebox that I packed like the staff of Moses. Remember when Moses threw down his staff, it became a source for a miracle. It became a snake, even though that particular staff was a regular ordinary staff. Hmm. In the same way, our ordinary shoeboxes, they can become a source for a miracle when we pray to God and you trust in God that he will use this ordinary item as a source for a miracle for that child that will receive it. The key is faith. The key is prayer. And as believers, that is the greatest asset that we have. And I hope that we're using very well every day is the ability to pray to our God and to see him manifest his strength in our weakness and be mm. the miracle working God that he loves to be for us. Yeah. Amen. And, and I'll tell you in our family, my kids, just so that, you know, my kids are now almost like next week, my oldest son will turn 21 and my second son will turn 19. I have a 17 year old and a 13 year old. And when they were very young, we started, we did Operation Christmas Child, among other things, and really started focusing their hearts outward. And I look back through the years at a lot of things that we did, and it's so clear that God was just answering our prayers for them by directing our steps. We weren't smart enough to really strategically plan all this stuff out, but I wanted to speak as one who's way down the road with their kids, taking those steps helping them to see outside of themselves, packing those shoe boxes, looking at ways to give to others. And we did a lot of stuff through all seasons, but you know, at Christmas time, leading into Christmas time is a big, a big object lesson on giving. But that has turned those four kids into young men and women now whose first thought really is to give. They they amaze me day in and day out as they are constantly looking for ways to invest in others' lives for that nothing that they have do they hold on to tightly. It just flows right out. And that starts, that that heart of giving starts. And we are able as parents to instill that into them when they're very, very young and focusing on things like Operation Christmas Child, where we would go out and go to the store and pat, you know, the kids each had a chance to pick out their own little things for for the, the boys and girls that they were packing those those shoe boxes for. And and I'll tell you, mom and dad, your kids are going to actually put faces on these kids as they're packing them. Whereas to us, it's it's a little bit more of a, of, 
just a generic person. For my children, they were very personal gifts. They they wanted to find things that that they loved because they knew that the children would love that as well. And and so just taking this time to allow your kids to really invest in others you're going to see that multiply and grow in them as they get older. Uh, so I just, from a mom of big kids now, I cannot stress enough how important it is to get involved in ministries like this one, where you're teaching your children to give rather than to receive, to look at others' needs, to pray for others, as Irina was talking about, and just really lift up those needs. They are going to see God work from a young age in ways that some adults have never paid attention to. So this is just a phenomenal tool for discipleship as you're training your kids for the long-term goal of them being men and women who love God and love people the way they're commanded to. So Irina, thank you so, so much for joining us today and telling us your story. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be with you. Well, and everybody else, I want you to make sure that you check out all the links below for how you can get involved with Operation Christmas Child and join our Families on Mission shoebox campaign. We only have a couple of weeks left to make sure that we get all these boxes packed, but just think of the impact that our families can have on children all around the world. So I can't wait to see that tally go up. And if you have a story to tell about your children packing uh, shoeboxes, make sure you send me an email and let me know about it. So everyone, have a great afternoon and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.